0: The next element that we are going to look at in relation to negligence is breach. Once a duty has been established in relation to a defendant, we must find out whether uh, the defendant has breached the said duty. The definition of breach is found in Warn and Menlove. It's a very interesting case. Have a look at it in the case summaries. What it states is, if the defendant is found to have owed a duty of care to the claimant, And if he acts below the reasonable standard, then a breach would be committed. Now, in relation to reasonable standard, there are several different areas that we must look at. First of all, we must consider the character of the defendant. Now, what that means is, for instance, in Mullen and Richards, when it involves children we must consider the reasonable standard as that of a child of the same age, Uh, whether it is reasonable to impose liability, whether he was in the mental capacity to actually figure out whether what he was doing was right or wrong. On the contrary, if we consider professionals, as in Balls and Evans, it depends on the competence, as in the competence of a person in the same position. Now, it's very controversial when it comes to uh, medical negligence, which we will look at later, but in the case of professionals, the comparison is between a similar person, a person in a similar position rather. Another area in the component of reasonable standard that we must consider is where there are changes in knowledge, as in Roe and Ministry of Health, as well as N and UK. What this means is, when the purported negligence has been committed, whether In fact, the breach at that time, the knowledge was such that it was normal. Maybe it has changed later on. This is quite similar to common practice, something that we will look at in a little while. Another element in order to determine what the reasonable standard is, is practicality, as in Latimer and AEC. The court will look at whether it was reasonable to impose liability in relation to the defendant and if all reasonable steps had been taken to mitigate that risk another component is common practice and this simply means if it is something that's done in the industry or the profession whether it be medical or otherwise then more often than not a defendant might not be liable if it is something normal yet we must also consider that whatever was done by the defendant must have been reasonable to at least some degree In Bolton and Stone, we see the component of size of risk. What Bolton and Stone stated was the chances of breach occurring versus the means taken to prevent it. Once again, it's based on rationality, whether whatever mitigatory facts used were sufficient or whether there was something more that could be done. We must also consider the character of the claimant himself. For instance, in Paris and Stephanie Borough Council, the claimant himself was blind in one eye, and the particular accident that he had to unfortunately succumb to made him lose the sight in his remaining eye, and he was a factory worker, which meant his livelihood was drastically affected. So a disability or a special need might sway the reasonable caution in relation to breach. One of the most controversial aspects in relation to determining whether the reasonable standard afforded uh, in one and men love has been achieved, is medical negligence. Now, this primarily deals with differences in opinion. And there are two cases which are extremely important. One is Bolam and Frean, And the next is Bolito and Hackney Medical. Both of these cases are available in the case summaries, comprehensively actually. And have a look at the facts as well as the decision because they are quite similar to each other. The old law, which is still good law to some degree, in Bolam, was defined as the Bolam test. And what it stated was, very simply, where a doctor or a medical practitioner had taken some action which caused some sort of harm to the claimant, if the doctor was able to bring to court a person in a similar profession, and if he or she would state that he or she would do the same thing in the same position, then more often than not, the defendant would walk free. Now, it's not as simple as I just stated it, but the bottom line is that this was felt quite unfair. So in that same regard, when Bolito came around, what court suggested was, while Bolam is still good law, it must be considered on a rationality basis. Much like duty of care, breach also considers policy quite heavily especially when it comes to special groups such as local authorities. In Watt and Hertfordshire County Council, court suggested that whatever imposition of liability and whether a breach in fact has occurred depends on the risk with the benefits to see if it sways either way. So, for instance, if what the uh, council or what the local authority was doing benefits the greater community, yet inconveniences one or two people more often than not court might side with the council and say that they, there was no breach another aspect of it as seen is, as seen in uh, nettleship and western is where court would impose liability purely due to the fact that compensation will be provided by insurance companies they don't want to see insurance companies sort of escape their own liability or the duty they owe towards their own customers so if it means that both parties both claimant and defendant are made whole by imposing liability on the defendant purely due to the fact that the insurance company would have to look after uh, the claim then court would definitely impose a liability so that was an outline of breach the second element in order to establish the thought of negligence next up we will look at causation and remoteness together that will cover the entire basis of negligence.